Since its creation, art has served as a platform for individuals to express themselves and challenge societal structures. As we challenge society's injustices, we need to focus on the long-lasting institutions and bring their systemic issues to light. Unfortunately, the lack of diversity presented in both performing and visual arts is nothing new. Though ever-growing, inclusive environments and artistic institutions are lacking. In this episode, we will focus on diversity within the arts, or the lack thereof. I'm Jewel, and I'll be your host for this episode. Today, the Youth Performing Arts School, known as Y-Pass Stewart Students, is known to be the most all-encompassing performing arts school in Louisville, Kentucky. Y-Pass is also a program within DuPont Manual High School, which offers a variety of other opportunities. Y-Pass offers majors in musical instrument, vocal, theater, dance, and design and production. Some students in other majors or other programs within Manual Magnets can choose to take classes within the Youth Performing Arts School, such as minoring in musical theater. This allows students to expand their potential in their fields. Though the Youth Performing Arts School offers a vast variety of opportunities, YPASS, like countless other artistic institutions, struggles with representation. First, we will be hearing from Leilani Bracey, a sophomore musical theater major at YPASS. As a black girl, I have had a lot of experiences in theater just with microaggressions and sometimes not feeling good enough for a cast or being or just being the only black person in a cast. Um, I've had pro a lot of problems with my hair. Uh, before I locked my hair, I felt like my fro or my natural hair was constantly like an issue for people. I didn't know how to do it and um, they didn't know how to manage it. They didn't know what to do. And while my white scene partners usually they knew what to do with their hair and they would help them with their hair. I was left doing my own hair. Leilani discusses how as an African-American woman, she feels as though she has significantly fewer opportunities than her peers. She gives details on her experiences being typecast as the louder, rude, bully character, which contributes to this toxic, angry black woman or sapphire character trope. Definitely as a black girl, I don't know if black boys have this same issue. The villain or the sassy character is always the default for us. We usually don't get cast as the main role or the princess or like the ingenue character. Uh, we're usually typecast as the angry black girl because that is what a lot of casting directors believe we can play. And it's very hard to break out of that shell and show, hey, I'm more than what you want me to play, I'm more than the villain. And I've had a lot of problems with that. Um, I was in a show early, earlier this year and I played the bully and the bully was very over-sexualized and I was the only black girl in the cast so it was really hard for me to not take it personally. The Sapphire character depicts black women as aggressive, loud, and stubborn. It is a harsh societal tactic used to punish black women for fighting societal norms. This trope is one of many types of stereotypes surrounding black women, which narrows down to the amount of opportunities in the acting industry they may have. Leilani brings up how she has been limited by a lack of materials, such as darker toned body mics and microaggressions in theater. Not only that, but the need for more people with experience in textured hair and darker skin complexions. 
Keeping an optimistic attitude, Leilani continues with the education comes growth. In the next generations, we will begin to see diverse environments that don't ignore the existence of black artists. I definitely believe that the industry is capable of change. Uh, I think that people just need to be educated about their microaggressions, and I think they need to make an active choice to say, okay, let's not bring unconscious bias when we're casting this person. Let's be more educated on hair. I feel like a lot of tech people don't get educated on black hair on how, or how to do black makeup, and I feel like that's a real problem because black performers are always left doing our own hair or figuring out what we need to do with our makeup so that we look just as good as our white counterparts. So I feel like it's all about communication and learning and making sure that the next generation of performers and tech people and casting directors know how to treat everyone equally, but also recognize race and not just ignore it. Asari, a freshman vocal major in YPASS, feels that there is an unequal opportunity within art institutions. In facing these adversities, Asari found a supportive community such as redlining performing arts. Being an African-American woman in the arts is very, um, it's like a bold thing to do now because there's not a lot of African-Americans in the arts, let alone women in the arts, so with two things going against me at all times, um, it's just been like hard sometimes, but I've been able to find certain communities and certain local productions to do that can help me further in my arts other than just being not being able to do arts at all. Redline Performing Arts is one of them, and I've done like two shows with Stage One, so, but Redline has been like, they're very good in uplifting minorities and African Americans. Redline Performing Arts is a theater company that empowers marginalized communities located in the west end of Louisville, Kentucky. They provide a safe space where being in performing arts can be affordable and attainable. Redline Performing Arts fosters this community through the value and priority of people over profit. Renee Smith Maddox, a clinical professor in Diversity Connect at the University of Southern California, states that a safe and diverse space such as Redline can help promote community, belonging, and inclusion. Jonathan, an orchestra major at YPES, will speak on his experiences in searching for diversity within the field of music. How I came to get, be involved and get into music was, I started violin when I was about five and a half years old. But beforehand, I, you know, we watched TV shows like Little Einsteins or little cartoons about music, and those were really, really fun. At Y-Pass, in the past, we've had um, minority teachers as long as I, for my stay at Y-Pass. For my freshman, sophomore year, we had a Chinese orchestra director, and this year we have a um, Portuguese slash um, Taiwanese conductor. And they have been very fair with their judging of kids due to race. It's not been we haven't really had an issue of kids being able to sit up front just because they're one race or the other. Jonathan later begins to mention how much of an influence Asian orchestral music has had on him. 
Yeah, so over my years as a violinist, I have had a lot of influences of minority um, minorities that inspire me in music. I'm a Suzuki kid, and most of the Suzuki pieces in there are from the Baroque and classical eras, which are very much the white European, you know, um, Beethoven, Mozart, stuff like that, which nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm, I love Mozart. Mozart Violin Concerto 5 goes really well. But it is quite nice to be able to have a change of pace in things, not just to be so head, head goes this way and that's it. So my freshman year in high school, my very first piece that I composed was at the very beginning of my freshman year, and it was in an Asian style, and I'm still, I'm still working on it every once in a while, trying to perfect it. Um, but this is how I started to journey into this rabbit hole of let me find something that, you know, speaks to me a little bit more than just the average repertoire. Jonathan, along with Leilani and Asari, are just some of many examples of why diversity in the arts is so important and a testament to how diverse spaces truly impact the near future. With an influx of diversity, we can begin to see more representation of all types of people and groups. It is important that all people can find interest in a hobby or passion that will feature members who represent them. Over time, diversity can make the world of fine arts a more inclusive, accepting, and comfortable space for a range of unique groups and people. 13 First challenges you to see how you can improve your own creative spaces in your community. I'm your host, Jewel, and that concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you in the next one.